We're back. It's Fat Fish Monday, number 24. I'm Brad, Grunny Grubber, a.k.a. Snacks. And that is my partner and my brother, Eric Fish Snyder. Eric, why don't you introduce our guest today? Well, I'm uh, look, if you want to go see a movie, any movie, whether it's, and we're going to ask him a retro movie or one that's just came out, this was a leading guy. This is called the Dragon Movie. His name is Brian Torsen, but he has a site called the Dragon Movie Guy, and he's a movie critic. And um, I, if if a movie comes out, I say let's go to Dragon Movie Guy and see what he has to say because he, I think, in all the movies, Brad, that this guy has reviewed, I think I disagree with him on one, and that was Elvis, the Elvis movie. But everything is spot on. So. You being an actor and him being a fan, I mean, you know, Brad, I, I got to show you something. I got to show you a, 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 something that came across. Those I want you to critique this. Tomorrow, Abbott. Tomorrow. Welcome, Abbott. Tomorrow. Hello, Abbott. Tomorrow. Hey, Abbott. I hate that guy. Method. Tomorrow, Abbott. Tomorrow. Method. Mel Love Brooks, it. baby, Mel Brooks. You were in no. Spaceballs? That's awesome. No, no, that's uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Are, right are before you, uh, Patrick Stewart comes in at the very end there, right? Right. Are, are you the Dragon movie guy? Oh, okay. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, that was uh, Mel Brooks. Uh, I did three films with him. Life Stinks, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and, of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights. And it nice. was a dream come true. Because 1992. Great, yeah. uh, great flick. Huge Mel Brooks fan. Met him in the 20th Century Fox commissary, and we are dear friends to this day. He is 97 years old, sir. 97. That's amazing that he's still going, too. I, I saw a relatively recent interview with Mel Brooks, I don't know, a year or two ago on uh, 60 Minutes. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing that he he's still going and Norman Lear is still going. So it's it's good that we still have them with us. Knock on wood. Sure is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful. And, again... You have taken on a task of critiquing movies for us, the layman. Um, have you found out since COVID that business is down basically and people, you know, trying to, to access the site or wanting to? Or when something like Oppenheimer and Barbie come out in the same weekend, you blow up? Well, that, that was a whole thing in and of itself. Barbie and Oppenheimer or Barbenheimer, as it was uh, sort of... <laughs> called um that was that was a really interesting thing and it was good for the business as a whole because st uh, june 16th onward was really down at the box office starting with the flash and sort of everything else that came out in june and or the early part of july was really down at the box office including indiana jones 5 so the fact that really? Oppenheimer came along and kind of salvaged at least some sort of a summer movie season financially uh, is probably a good thing, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Since COVID, everything is down across the board. It's at you know roughly 85, 90 percent. But when you're talking, you know, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when you're talking 10, 15 percent over billions of dollars in the box office, that is down a lot. Uh, but the good thing is for fans, you can watch things. Uh, you can watch all these big budget movies on streaming a heck of a lot earlier. So, you know, there's give and take, but it is definitely bad for business. Yeah, I, I have to ask you the the question. I just went to Mission Impossible because every time I go to Mission Impossible, I see things that are impossible. And it's Tom Cruise doing them. <laughs> I cannot I mean, I cannot believe this guy. He is incredible. I mean, maybe his personal life's a little fucked up, but you know, he gives us everything to the last ounce for his fans. He is amazing. I just saw this um, this little interview. He he says he gets to the set, you know, four or five in the morning. He's the first to he's first there and first to leave. And it's, I mean, you know, whatever he makes, he's worth it because he generates so much money from these movies. And he's and and I think he's a very nice guy. My brother has met him and some other people that I know. Have you ever met him? Have you ever been out of the house, Brian? Have you ever been out of the house? <laughs> Once in a while, they let me out of a cage, um, just just to get a few beers at uh, from Fish at the bar at three in the morning, uh, and then I go to movies and then I come straight back. 
But uh, look, when you're talking Tom Cruise, he is one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. And, uh, you know, thankfully he's still with us. So we don't like, we don't like pour one out like this. But I do think that in honor of Tom Cruise, we should do a collective arm pump run. You know, like the... Because oh. <laughs> no one runs as hard with the hard oh. arm pump as Tom Cruise. So yeah, I love love Tom Cruise. I did not like Mission Impossible Seven. Don't waste your time with that. But I, I love the Mission Impossible series. And uh, Wait, yeah, I don't like know. The last one? You didn't like the one that just came out? No, Mission Impossible Seven. That uh, you know, uh, the, yeah, that just came out. It was you oh. know when it starts when it starts with a fifteen minute short film with American actors doing bad Russian accents <laughs> in a really bad Hunt Run October wannabe film, you know that it's going to be bad. And especially when when even the captain who has the most lines in that scene is starting a sentence with a rush, bad Russian accent and ending with an American accent when he's like, you over there, come over here and push this lever. You know, <laughs> when the start of a Mission Impossible movie goes on for that long with that bad of acting, yeah, it's it's not a good harbinger of things to come. And then, look, I I, I love I love Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, he's written like five or six of the Mission Impossible movies, and he's directed three now. But that film was skip that one. I I have a question for both Brad and yourself because um um Brad's an actor, 120 um, pieces he's done of work, and you being a critic, um, is it true that Tom Cruise does his own stunts, or is that just? Yes, he does. He has what's a, he has what's the liability, of... Brad? What's the liability you being a producer and stuff? What's the liability no, on, you, on, okay. on the let, production? Let me, let me start by saying this. Let me start by saying it. First, he has a team of guys that he works with, maybe a year before the movie. And they train and they train and they train. Tom Cruise won't do the movie if he can't do his own stunts. That's wow. what Tom Cruise is all about. This guy is the real fucking deal. He said, stuntman, I want to be a stuntman because I do this well. I sit in a director's chair eating a ding-dong and a chocolate milk while he does the stunt. And we had him on our show, Eric Aday, one of the yeah. greats. He's such a great guy. Oops, I lost you there. Uh, he uh, he did my stunts in Curve Your Enthusiasm, and um, he uh, and I was in in the uh, director's chair, and I was eating a ding dong and drinking a chocolate milk. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. That yeah. that okay. So now two part question because in in Brad's business as an actor, and I'm asking you this, Brian, for both of you guys, he can't have an ego. Brad, Brian, Dragon Movie Guy, when you come out with a movie and you give your critique of it. How is your ego? Does your ego bruise when you have someone come on, you know, and make a comment like you're full of shit? What do you know? I like this film. What is, you know, or are you just do you respond to your critics of what you're critiquing? Because really, in what Brad's business, when you're an actor and you know, all the auditions and you can't have an ego, what's your level of egotism when it comes to people critiquing you? Well, I, I love the conversation. I love having any kind of conversation as long as it's conversation. If it's two people monologuing at each other, that's not a really conversation that I really want to have. So if it's a conversation in the comments section, which is really the only way to comment back at a YouTuber, if it's a conversation, I love it because it's, it, it fuels engagement and it makes the video rank higher in search. But if it's someone just sort of, you know, dropping a, a, a political or religious or whatever insult, I'm just sort of like, yeah, block. <laughs> Got it. Got it. You know, uh, one thing, Brian, what I love is um, I love comedy. And we have comedy for a decade or so. I like 80s, 90s comedy. Mm. You know, take me out. Brad, Brad, we're losing you. Because there's two of you. Yeah. Well, I got to take you out. You take me out and I'll come back in. You take me okay. out. Yeah. I'll take you out. All right. That's. So it's just yeah, there's me a little bit of mixed minus there. For, yeah, we don't need him anyways. You know, he's, yeah. he's probably sitting there. God, I hope I hope he didn't pan one of my movies, my three yeah. lines that I had in Men in Tights. You know, please. You know, you know, Men in Tights was a great film, except for Brad Grunberg. What the hell is this guy doing? He he's he's only good for eating donuts in commercials for Dunkin' Donuts. So is he back? Yeah. Oh, look at this. If, I, I, if I, I not for Brad Grunberg, Men in, yeah. Yeah. if not for Brad Grunberg, 
Robin Hood men in tights would have made $7 billion. <laughs> that guy, let me tell you. I'm the jinx, baby. I'm the jinx. But let me ask Brian, on a serious note, I want to get back to the funny. I mean, the hangovers. I want to get back to these movies. All this politically correct bullshit. Let me explain something to you. It's a fucking movie. Right, Brian? Let's go for an hour and a half and just laugh our balls off and call it a day. Oh, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't do this. Fuck that. I've written some movies now that I'm trying to get produced. Some great ones. Uh, one is, tell me if you like this log line, Brian. I'm going to put fish in it as a bartender. It's a big stretch. Love it. Um, it's a story. It's called Final Exam. It's about four guys from the University of Arizona where I went. And they've already graduated. They've gone on 20 years later. Well, they, their professor is still there, kind of like a Mr. Hand from Fast Times. And he's 80 years old, and he's bitter and angry. So they're putting a new administration bill for the building one. And there's a, in the old one, in the basement, there are all these boxes. And it, one of them says, return to Marcus Marks, econ professor. He gets it back. He looks in it. He sees all these uh, VHS tapes. And he pops them in, and he forgot that the proctors used to film all the people taking the final exams. These four guys and other people were caught cheating. He's revoked their diplomas. Hence, they have to return to the University of Arizona, retake his class, and retake the final exam. How do you like that? I love it. Uh, I love it. Great premise. I mean, it's and really, it's great. And it's really goofy and funny and sloppy. And it's, it's you know, it's an 80s, 80s movie. It's Stripes. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's back movie, to school. Hey, hey, Brad, Brad, I'm going to cut you off right here. This is not you trying to pitch it to a guy who critiques movies. Let's get the movie done first. It's not about Brad Grumberg right I now. I just wanted to get his opinion. Try to the boy's got you. He's got to see. Show, show him a sizzle reel. Hey, you. If you hire Brian. me as, as if you hire me as the head of Project Greenlight season five, I will absolutely greenlight that film. <laughs> you want to show some? Send this guy because he'll critique it on his show. Send him the thing you did. He wrote a, Brad wrote a wonderful TV premise with his partner, Sean White, called The Force. And Sizemore, Tom Sizemore just passed away, is his partner, partners. Their sizzle reel is so funny. And send it, send it to him, let him talk about it. But I'll let's talk about it. what this guy does. No one cares what Brad Grumberg does. You know, you've got all new fucking roofs. How in the fuck did you start this, Brian? Let's be honest. You were beat up in, in, in high school, thrown in the trash can, and you had nowhere to go but the movies in the dark with popcorn. And, uh, you know, you and Pee Wee Herman, God, God rest his soul, and you, uh, you know, uh, your room or whatever you did, and you had popcorn and you, you were, and you love movies. How did it start? How did it all start, Dragon Movie Guy? Uh, as being a huge movie fan my entire life, you know, I've always loved movies. I worked at a movie theater for seven years during high school, which, you know, quick math to say that most people don't spend seven years in high school unless you're on the Van Wilder plan. But are you Mark Ratner? Are you the assistant to the assistant manager at the movie theater? <laughs> I wish if I was Mark Ratner, at least I would know uh, I, I would uh, have uh, I would have directed at least some decent Hollywood films. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I was, a, I was a journalist for 17 years and, you know, when, when you're a photographer, like I was, when you're a photojournalist and you're the guy with the camera and the tripod and the microphone and the live truck, you spend a lot of time out at murder scenes, fatal car wrecks house fires, and, and even worse, political conventions. And when you're stuck at those things for hours and hours and hours on hand, and the only people around you are other journalists. What do you talk about? You don't talk about, oh, well, this political person here, or wow, that's, you know, can you believe this person died? No, you talk about movies, you talk about TV. So at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of babysitting this triple homicide. I want to talk movies. So I decided, you know what? Let's go on, let's go on YouTube. Let's uh, learn how to do uh, WordPress and other web stuff. And uh, let's start talking movies. So that's how it started. Why Dragon Movie Guy? How did you come up with that name? Well, I'm half Asian, and there's very few ways to, to leverage being Asian because there's no lack of Asian people in college. So I was like, well, <laughs> it, it, no one cares if you're half Norwegian. So I'm half Japanese, and I was a huge uh, – look, I've, I've, I've always loved uh, the movie uh, The Bas Basic Instinct. 
and I've loved Sharon oh, Stone. Like Sharon shit. Stone, that movie came out when I was 16, and I was like, oh, oh boy, Sharon Stone naked. So I've I've always been a huge Sharon Stone being naked fan. And at one point when I was starting off my journalism career, um, I was talking with a friend, and we were talking about Sharon wait, Stone. Wait, wait, wait. My you, God, have she's, you have huh? friends. You have friends? One singular, oh, okay, singular okay. friend. And so I was talking with my friend about Sharon Stone, and uh, we were talking about how she was married to this plastic surgeon. And if anyone didn't need plastic surgery, it was her. And it, and during that conversation, I was like, wow, she's married to this plastic surgeon guy, and he got bit by a Komodo dragon. How random is that? So half Japanese somewhere in there, the, the story of of like god this guy, this guy is that lucky that he's married to sharon stone but he got bit by a dragon so, so i heard it started there and uh, shortened into dragon movie guy so fish told me that you stay in your uh your parents basement and you just sit there and cross your legs all day like sharon stone in basic instinct is that true yeah you know i, I tried it with the camera a couple times and if people paid me as much as they paid her to cross yeah. and uncross i yeah. would be a zillionaire I know. Uh, I would, <laughs> all of us. All of us. <laughs> Although you know, you never know. There is a couple of websites out there that you, you know you could probably, uh, I could probably make a pretty decent living off of doing that. So, do you? Excuse me, Brad. Do you? Do you go to other critics and look what they say and compare yourself to them that you respect, or are you just stay in your own zone? No, I, I love looking at what other people have to say about a film after I've seen the film because I don't I don't generally watch reviews before I see a movie, but I love watching what other people have to say just to kind of compare notes. And I reach out and try and bring other critics on my channel um, as guests of my podcast. So I recently started the Dragon Movie Guy podcast about three months ago, and I uh, just did a podcast for four hours yesterday. So, um, so I, I love reaching out to other film critics and talking movies. You did a, a four-hour podcast? Yeah, I reached out to a guy uh, whose name is D Movie Man, and um, he wanted to talk about costume and costume design and wardrobe. So we did a four, what turned out to be a four-hour podcast. That was not the intention. But it's just a conversation because, look, I'm, I'm a guy who wears a T-shirt and shorts. That's about the extent of my caring about fashion in general. With the exception of football uniforms and superhero jerseys <laughs> i don't really care about fashion all that much so it, i took that as a challenge of like look let's let's talk about which movies have the best costume have the best wardrobes and we came up with uh, a top 11 each and um you know talk about the wizard of oz talk about star wars talk about the avengers and you really start thinking about god like costumes and wardrobe really do play a huge part in these movies that we all love so that was part of the four-hour discussion which is on the channel now so brian brian let me ask you this question i'm gonna get a little personal are you married nope not that i can tell surprise brian <laughs> do you have a girlfriend i am single ready to mingle surprise you and i have a yeah. lot of common. two fat guys who are single and never married with no kids brian we need to hang out Absolutely. We, we, we should, uh, especially if you ever come to Vegas, we can hang out with fish at three in the morning. I, I was just there. And by the way, I can take you to a few places. We can go see a sick friend, if you know what I mean. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't critique strip clubs and Wet Republic getting body sprayed. Although that would be a fun, that would be a fun critique. Brian, we, real quick, we all know that Margot Robbie is blowing up. That with the, with the box office success of Barbie, who's who's the top three actresses that are blowing up in your mind that are can't misses, and the top three actors not named Brad Grumberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the hard thing about actresses is they have when when they get to that A list status, they only have about seven or eight years at the at the peak of their career. So. To, to say which ones are about to hit big is always a hard thing. Like uh, I went to go see the the voyage, the last voyage of the Demeter last night, and there's a good actress in that movie called Aisling. Uh, I forget her last name, but she she's uh, she's a good up and coming actress. But yeah, there's there's so many good talented up and coming actresses. Most of them are coming up through the you know, through the Disney and the and the, um, the uh, Nickelodeon kind of churn. But uh, yeah, there's there's uh, there's so many good actresses coming up. Um, like, like for example, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. 
uh, just did a, a series called The Idols uh, with The Weeknd. And she's she kind of came up through the whole uh, guest, you know, the supporting actress role thing. And her as a basically Britney Spears wannabe type character as a series on HBO, it's called The Idols. Uh, it's actually surprisingly powerful in a in a in a series that's produced by the guy who did uh, Sydney Sweeney's series that she did. Um, she plays the Britney Spears wannabe type character, kind of coming back from a nervous breakdown after her parent died. So, the Lily Rose Depp is one of my favorite up and coming actresses, which um, is weird to say because she's already had she's already headlined a, a TV series. So. Brian, I want to get your opinion on the strike, the actor and writer strike. I know you stand tall with us writers and actors because this is ridiculous, right? I mean, you know why we're striking, right? And, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it has it, it stops right here. The buck stops right here. So hopefully this will end soon. I have a feeling it's going to go on for a while. But uh, it, it's absolutely we're, – we're the talent. We're, we're, this is how these studios make money. Not by these idiots who sit behind a desk and make $37 million a year doing absolutely nothing. Kind of like you and Fish. But anyway, no, I, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to know that you're, you're you know, you, you are in solidarity with us actors and writers, of course, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've, I've done uh, two or three different uh, live streams now on, on the writer's strike and the actor's strike. And uh, it's it's when you really look at some of the issues here uh, that the actors and the writers are facing are facing. It's really interesting because it it really is sort of similar to any sort of uh, act uh, any sort of strike where it's it's labor versus management, and it's it's look it's when it involves famous actors and famous screenwriters. It of course it's it's going to be it's going to grab more attention and be more interesting in a lot of ways. But but when the issues come down to fair pay how you're paid and it's management versus the workers it it, it ultimately feels after a while um like it's like anything else like when you have a teamster strike or when you have uh, like i'm from seattle so when you have boeing machinists going on strike it's all similar issues it's just that entertainment's a, a you know it's a sexier industry so it grabs more attention than if teachers go on strike so hey fish why don't we go around the horn here and give me Everybody's five favorite movies of all time. Fish, you start. Oh, God. Five favorite movies That's of all time. Yeah. Uh, Pope of Greenwich Village is number one. Inside Moves with John Savage and David Morse is number two. Okay. Goodfellas is number three. Godfather One is number four. And a porno that I did when <laughs> Harry ate Sally is number five. Okay. All right. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. For me, uh, number one, Rocky. Rocky one, number one. Okay, number two, um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay, number three would be uh, Bad News Bears, one with Walter Matthau. Good. One of the, I mean, it's these stands the test of times. Uh, trading Places. Oh yeah. With, uh, yeah. And number five would probably be uh, has to be well. Okay, there's two, Stripes with Bill Murray. Or planes, trains, and automobiles with my boy John Candy. It's one of the greatest of all time. And I got to meet John and I got to love John. And he taught me a lot about being a fat guy, funny actor. But he's also a great dramatic actor, as you saw in planes, trains, and automobiles, correct? How about you, Brian? Give me five. Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Yeah, that's what we we read. Uh, Fish and I recreate that scene. Oh, it's so funny. When his wife is out of town, it's unbelievable. Yeah, for, for me, look, it's it's uh, it's Star Wars in, in no particular order as far as top five. It's the original Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Ghostbusters. God, Rocky is such a good choice. It, 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 until you said it, it didn't come to the top of my, of my mind. But that that is another great one. And for me, it's American Pie. There's oh. just something about the MILF, and, you know, when you, especially when you get John Cho, John Cho popping out of nowhere, being the drunk high school scout, and oh man, MILF, 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 like that. 
it's almost like waiting for the slow clap at a golf course. Like, oh no, no. I mean, but instead, it's the MILF chant. I you love, know what? Je Jennifer Coolidge could. Jennifer Coolidge can get arrested now. She's the big star of White Lotus and winning Emmys left and right. That's right. Be the beauty of acting. That was great. You know, it's funny the genres. Like mine was mine was a little bit, you know, uh, uh, mob movies and dr dramatic stuff and a porn. Brad's basically all comedy because he's 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 a comic and you're all over the board. Star Wars and and American Pie. I'm gonna. I have another game. I'm gonna play real quick. I I, I wrote some actors' names down. I want to see how good you both are. And tell me what their first film was. Kevin Costner. Uh, Kevin. Oh, that's a good one. Now my computer's messed up. Uh, Kevin Costner was in. Um, oh, what was that movie? Oh, give it to us. What is it? It's Malibu Hot Summer, nineteen eighty-one. Oh my! A lot God. of sex scenes. Wow. So, right. You know, what's Tim Rob? I thought Tim Robbins' first film was Top Gun, but he had one line. What's Tim Robbins' first film, Brad? Tim Robbins' first film. Um, God, that's a good one. Uh, Tim Ryan, Robbins, don't know. Uh, yeah, remember, I would have said Top Gun too. Remember Toy Soldiers? Oh, oh, wow. wow. Oh, okay. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio's first film. Bradley, I take you out again. You for some reason you keep coming yeah, on. So much here, Brian. It's Brian talking about it in the porn line. Uh, uh, yeah, take me out. Okay. No, you're good. Am I good now? Should I come back yeah. in? You're good. You're back in. Um, I would Leonardo say Growing Pain. did a movie called Critters 3 in 1991. All right. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually saw Critters 3 in theaters. I, re I didn't realize he was in that film. Denzel Washington. Where's Brad again? Where's Brad? Yeah, Brad gets jealous because he's not in any of the, the first film he did. Was a guy sitting in a donut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denzel! Yep. It's it, it, Brad, it can't it can't be seen elsewhere, right? Okay. There we go. Denzel Washington's first film. I'm, I remember seeing this. It's Carbon Copy in 1981 mm -hmm. with George Siegel. George Siegel, the, the great Love actor, figures out he's got an illegitimate son that's black, and he tries to make him a basketball player, and the guy stinks. So it's that simple. I got a couple more. What's Brad Pitt's first film? Come on, guys. Um, oh. This is a famous movie with Kevin Costner. I'm going to give you a hit. Uh, wait, Brad Pitt's movie. Oh, oh, that was with um, uh, the two girls, right? Was that Not Thelma and like Louise. Oh, or something? Okay. Because I know Brad Pitt was in a couple of episodes of Dallas as a recurring guest star in like 85, 86. Brad Pitt. You, you remember the espionage film, Brad and Brian, called No Way Out with Gene Hackman and Kevin yes, Costner? Yeah. He was yeah. in that. He had a role in that. So uh, I like doing that. Do you, ever, do you ever watch a film, both of you guys, and say, and you say, oh my God, that's, and you look at the credits and go, I that's Andy Garcia, but there's like one line. I love that kind of trivia right. stuff when it comes to, to films. Brian. Although, to be to be fair, I don't think I've ever seen any film and said, wow, Andy Garcia, this is great. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Hang on. Hey, guys. This yeah. is Dragon Movie Guy, Brian Torson. Check him out, dragonmovieguy.com. He's the best web critic. You want to go see a film? Check him out. He's gonna he'll give you the real, real, real squirt on it. Now, give 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 Brad and I one film that we haven't seen that came out 20 years ago, and give us what you're gonna, and, and then give us a film that you're gonna you're gonna uh, critique that's coming out uh, soon in theaters. Well, I, I recently rewatched a film that I, I had almost forgotten about entirely, but it's on HBO Max now as we speak, and it's called 500 Days of Summer. This is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This is Zoe Deschanel. And it's just, it's the first uh, film by a director called Mark Webb who would go on to direct the amazing Spider-Man movies. Sure. And it's just, it's, it's a rom-com. It's an indie movie, and it follows... Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character kind of out in his own, and he's he's he believes in true love, and Zoe Deschanel is the girl he he falls for, and uh, kind of follows their relationship from beginning to end in a Tarantino non-linear storytelling sort of way. But it's one of those films that you really have to sit down and watch the entire film. It's not one where you can watch five minutes and and just sort of enjoy it that way. It's it's one of those that you really have to experience from beginning to end. But uh, it's 500 Days of Summer. It's uh, it's it's one that is surprisingly satisfying, and especially if you like indie films and Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt from 2008. Absolutely worth watching. And the film that I went to go see last night uh, was actually a surprise because I was hoping to go see 
uh, Blue Beetle, which I haven't seen yet because it just came out this weekend. But I got rained out. There's a hurricane going through Las Vegas, of all things. And there was a hole in the roof of the movie theater that was playing Blue Beetle. So I was like, uh, all right, what else is starting? So I went to go watch The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is a Dracula movie set from a singular chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I was like, all right, I've already seen that. I've already seen that. So yeah, Last Voyage of the Demeter. And it was actually pretty good confined storyline it's all on a boat you know everyone is going to die from the beginning and yet the storytelling in this it's a drama uh thriller suspense film it's it's actually really well done so uh last voyage of the meter i give four stars out of five so brian Brian, do you go alone to these movies or do you take a date with you i i go with me in my trench coat and in honor of peewee surprise again yeah do you get in free in the movies? Do you get in free? You have to uh, sometimes I do. I go to screenings here in Las Vegas every once in a while. But uh, last night was just uh, just me going by my lonesome, watching the movie with me in my trench coat. Is it popcorn, Coke, and some M&Ms on top of the popcorn with lots of butter? Right. No, it's mostly tissues. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Nice segue. Oh my goodness, Brian, you're a genius. Your comedy is genius. Hey, by the way, guys, um, Brad, you too, and your family, Brian, us us here, uh, anyone that's been affected by the hurricane, Brian and I live in Las Vegas, Brad lives in L.A., and we all got pelted. Um, L.A. got it crazy. L.A. had a hur- uh, uh, an earthquake, 5.1, yeah. and and the floods, and so we, we pray for you, and we hope everyone's fine. I think the worst of it is over here in Las Vegas. Are you still getting some? Uh... No, uh, it's over here in LA. Thank goodness, uh, not a lot of damage. There were some. There were some things that happened, but it could have been a lot worse. So. Okay, good. Counter because it, you know. But uh, I just want to make sure your tissues were intact when you were in the movie. Right? You know, the structural integrity of, of of tissue paper is actually a lot better. But uh, you know, you get used to being to to watching movies with one hand after a while, or more specifically, two hands. You get free uh, tissues. You don't get in the movies free, but you get free tissues from Kleenex. That's it, 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 coming to Dragon Movie Guy YouTube channel, a, a tissue paper sponsorship. I guarantee it. I hope <laughs> at least. Do you get any perks being Dragon Movie Guy? Anything. If only I could get lap dances while reviewing movies, that would be like the perfect. I can take care of that. I can take care of that. <laughs> Brad wants, you know what's going on? Brad's setting you up to take your job. You get tissues, a trench coat, and lap dances watching movies. Just give him a donut and a director's chair. It's over. Yeah. I, I think that Brian can reprise a role of a, one of the great actors of our time in The Last American Virgin. That guy. That was great. I mean, look at him. I'm t- or him or I. I could be a stuntman, and we could do something really big with it. Really big. And uh, Fish will find something for you. Maybe a bartender. Or se- oh, maybe a security guy. Something like that. Maybe a young, or oh, excuse me, an old father. Maybe an old father. <laughs> no. Love me. When, when you guys are sitting there in your trench coats, I'm actually sitting with a girl in the front row making out. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And you're you're you're, you're like the you're like the two you're like the two guys that remember the, and Brad was in one of them. Remember the the first meatballs, Spaz and his buddy uh, were sitting there. And all they cared about wasn't the girls was eating M and M's and Juju Bees and Goobers. That'll be you guys saying. Look at fish in the front row. Look at Brian. He's loving this. Yeah, Brian. look at fish. Is, is fish with Zoe Deschanel because he's a lot cooler than you hear. Zoe Deschanel is engaged now. The one of the Property Brothers. Yeah, How yeah did that happen. What is that all about? I'm a big Zoe. I'm a huge fan of Zoe Deschanel. That what was the film she did, Brian, with Mark Wahlberg? It was a M Night Shyamalan film. I don't. It wasn't the happening. Oh, was it the happening? It called the yeah, like the happening or hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell in love with her. I had a huge, huge, huge heart on for her. Love my wife, but you know, you fantasize. And then she now I, I lose it. You, when you let me ask you guys something on the screen. When you, you fall in love with women on the screen and their aura, whether like Jennifer Lawrence or Sydney Sweeney, then you find out they're dating a douche. It's like I'm done with these broads. <laughs> <laughs> 
in their no, it's, it's, life. it's usually the exact opposite because when you when you see that the when you see that Britney Spears marries Kevin Federline, you go, you know what? <laughs> I have a chance. Yeah. If oh, she's yeah. going for the if she's going for the the straight backup dancer, even I have a shot. Like Jim Perry and Dumb and Dumber. So you say I yeah. got a chance. Yeah, yeah. Samsonite, I was I way off. <laughs> Brian, I love this. So you for for all for 17 years you were a journalist, and then you segued into being Dragon Movie Guy. Wow. And you're single, and you've never been married, and you don't have any kids that you know about, like me. Yeah, that's that's the joke that only men and women in comas can really tell. I have no kids <laughs> that I know of. No. Well, I'm I'm scared because I love the Asian sensation. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I have a friends that have been to massage parlors, you know, and I'm, I'm scared, not me, but a friend of mine, that he'll get tapped on uh, his shoulder in about, you know, very soon and go, Daddy? And you'll go, who the hell are you? He goes, my mama, you work at that massage parlor you go to. I am your son. How are you? Oh, well, look, when, when you're a nice guy and women walk all over you as yeah, a way oh, of life, you go, you know what? The women better walk over me at least at a massage parlor once in a while. So That that would be a Thai massage. When you get a Thai massage, they walk on your back. Oh, it's yeah. the best, right? They, yeah, well, they, walked on, they, they, they walked on Brad's back and thought it was quicksand. <laughs> no, they thought it was a, they thought it was a, uh, uh, a waterbed. <laughs> the jump jump. Oh, this is great. All right, Dragon Movie Guy, what are you doing? You're doing about what two or three critiques a week i see you're bl blasted all over youtube dragon movie guy um and i see you do you you also on your website have a lot of trivia questions and you'll say what's the best jennifer lawrence film so check this guy out because if you're a movie buff like i am like brad is brad's an actor um there's a good chance he's mentioning someone that you like how about this i got an idea fish why don't we have brian critique meatballs for with Corey Feldman, myself, uh, uh, Bo Jesse Christopher, watch that movie and tell me what you think next time you come on. That'd be pretty cool, right? I Absolutely. could do that right now. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> come on, like like you said, like Brian movie. said before, Tom Cruise would have made seven billion dollars if Brad Bumberg wasn't in it. <laughs> Same thing with Meatballs Four. What a great. Well, who's this? Actually, you got to watch. There's a great scene with Brad in Meatballs 4 where he actually gets the girl. That's the best scene yeah. on the bus, man. She's hot. You Does know? she have a mustache? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. She, uh, Christy Tom, buddy. Hot Playboy Playmate. Sweetest girl in the world. She is my love interest. This guy gets her in the end. Love it. Love it. You know. All right, guys. All right. Well, Brad, well. well I'm going to go kill myself, but thank you, uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you are a great guy. Fish has told me all about you. We got to have a beer at where are we where are we supposed to have the beer, Fish? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a little establishment on the northwest side of Las Vegas. It's pretty popular. It's called yes, Chuck's Tavern. Chuck's Tavern, where that guy you could see uh, that that Tor Torson's got a stool named after him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the same stool. Well, it's in it's yeah. in Japanese in his honor because you know he's 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 half Asian and half Norwegian. If they wow. can you imagine that, that's like Japan and Norway in a fight in a in a yeah. war. Look, both it. sides of my family love getting on boats and invading other countries and eating raw fish. So, <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Number twenty-four has been uh, a lot of fun, man, and uh, we wish you the best. We'll see you in Vegas. Having a nice hand for Brian, Dragon Movie Guy. And we're gonna have you, we're gonna nice have day. you on all the time, giving us together a quick movie review. Come on and give it to us, all right, buddy? Also, love porn. It. I want you to review some porn for us. Okay. I'm very lonely. Thank you. Both hands. Both hands. <laughs> tissue boy, tissue boy. Thanks, Brian. Brian. Thank love you. you, buddy. Thank you. Oh gosh. That was <laughs> <laughs> Can you review a movie that I was in called Meatballs for? Don't go, don't get the new uh, movie that some big actor, De Niro and Pacino are doing a movie <laughs> together. How to plant a seed in a woman at 77 years old that everyone wants to see. But let's go look at Meatballs 4 on Brad Grumberg. Boy, you're my favorite narcissist. That's why I love you so much. Come on, man. I, I, I love you. Word. I love you. Hey, again, 
I got to ask you. We talked about it. We we got we always chop it up at the end. Yeah. Your family good? And any damage to the house? No, no, no. Everything is good. Uh, uh, my dad, ninety one, healthy. My mom, healthy, eighty two. Annie, healthy, going to be eleven years old on nine eleven. Everything is going good, except that I on this show. That's the only problem. That's yeah. I'm Dick, trying. it's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> you found a guy. It says 24 shows, everybody. We found a guy that is exactly Brad's duplicate brother. What's that beep going on? What are I don't you know what that beep is. What is going yeah, on? Are, 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 are you, what's going on with you? Are you doing a little? Do you have no, a I, I put it on Do Not Disturb. I don't want any noise here. I'm this all right. It was, it's like we're in an elevator, but it's all good. Where's that coming from? That's you. But it's okay. Let's continue okay. to talk and do the show because it must go on. Okay. You got a guy here in, in, in Brian Torson who wears a trench coat. He eats donuts. <laughs> he goes to porno films. He likes strip clubs. And this is your, you think about me being your soulmate. You found this guy's, hey, hey, you know, you never know where you meet people. I'm telling you, we could be twins. You know what I'm saying? Remember that? Oh, remember that meme we showed you, uh, you know, of me rolling around with my buddies? Yeah. Yeah. He could be one of those guys, too. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, you 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 put on when you put something on Instagram, I can't transfer Instagram oh, okay. to anything. Instagram is completely uh, lock, indigenous it to itself. Check yeah. this out. Did you ever see this movie when you were younger? Because it scared the shit out of me. And the and the and it wasn't really a scary movie, but the karma of the movie scared the crap out of me. Remember that movie? Oh my deliverance. Oh yeah. Do you know the story behind that? Because like I love talking movies and fucking chopping up with this guy because he's got such a background, him and his great brother actor, Greg Grunberg, about the business. So this guy over here, um, for our listeners, we got John Voight on the right, Burt right. Reynolds, right. Ned Beatty, and Ronnie yeah. Cox. They all made it. Did a movie in 1972 wow. about four businessmen that go on a, uh, a river in Georgia no one knows about, but it's way in the sticks, and there's all kinds of inbreds, and they get hunted down by these two inbreds. Well, in one of the scenes, two inbreds. Wait, wait, I didn't do very well in school. What's an inbreds? An, an inbred is basically oh. uh, some of my family, cousins doing oh, each other, and they have kids oh. with three heads, you know? Oh, I got you. I got you. Oh, so okay. I'll make a long story short. In the scene, yeah. um, Borman paid, the, the, the two inbreds were really inbreds. They were hicks that he paid, and he told them, I want you to try and have sex with Ned Beatty in, in behind. And it, 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 Ned Beatty had to go to therapy for years. And then Burt Reynolds, the guy who's a superstar, second uh, second from the, uh, the from best. the right from uh, right yeah. there, beat the shit out of beat the shit out of famous director John Borman. I thought that was great protecting his. But talk about method acting. Have you ever been on a set, Brad? We have a director that's that into it, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that was crazy. That that right, the, uh, the guy bent him over. Right, he bent him over and said, "Squeal like a pig." Yeah, and right. he was going for it. And they didn't. And, 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 and the director was right there this, in the tent. Wasn't he in the tent or something? No, right? he was outside in the open. Oh, in the open. You, you, know, audi you auditioned for the creepy. fucking part, you idiot. Don't you remember? <laughs> I've been over a lot of times, but it wasn't for a movie part. Aye. 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 We'll be right back. Now, we're all in the Barbie thing. We're everything's Barbie, Barbie. There's Barbie parties. A bar next door had a Barbie party. Everyone's talking like Barbies. Yeah, well, I'm not doing I'm, it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing Barbie. Why is Barbie so popular, Fish? I don't. Who knows? You know, everyone's got a fantasy. Barbie and Ken, but now that these are coming out, don't. This is look at this Barbie. <laughs> don't start your crazy shit. That that's the kind of Barbie I like. That's that Barbie crazy. can party with Brad Gromberg at Wet Republic. Brad, check this out. Where we start chop ups and sports. This is this is not Photoshop. Can you believe that this broad wore that dress? What is that? What's the first thing you see in that dress in the middle? I. I is that a dress? Oh, she's wearing like a a sweater over the over. She's well, she's wearing a dress, and right. on the dress is a design. It looks like a phallic symbol to me. What do you think? Someone oh, tell oh now I see it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that looks good. That look, yeah. Is that what you see in the shower, uh, the military shower? You take five minutes for five. Oh minutes? God, you talk about buddy. If any of us in our had lineage that. had that, yeah, yeah, we oh. had that. If yeah. we had Eric Day, look at the one of the first shows. <laughs> Eric Day's face and body and had that billions. Yeah, it's it's billions. all over, right? It's, all it's over. over. Check this out. Great, great. That '70s show. Were you ever on that show, Brad? Didn't you audition? Uh, no, no, no. I, I did not. I was never on that show. Great <laughs> show, though. 
First, that's the mother. First five days after the weekend are always <laughs> honest. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Great show. That's that's Brad and I waiting out this goddamn hurricane that hit. You know, it's oh, like, oh, geez, no more hurricanes for anybody. No, no hurricanes for anybody, buddy. Uh, this is a great one because I go out when I when I go out and market chucks, I get up my ship the graveyard. <laughs> this is great. When you're supposed to come take over Earth, but you got introduced to day drinking. <laughs> oh, 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 that's funny. That's good. Yeah. Let's keep this. Let's keep this roll on. Hey, um, Molly's challenge. We're going to end with with with, with the we, we we did a show of all the podcasts I've done. We did a show last week with Andrew Klein, and it and it touched me so much about bullying. And Brad said something about being bullied, and and. Uh, Andrew lost his daughter. Look at that great billboard that's there. And what is it? What's the name of that? Gurneywood, Texas? Where is it? Um, yeah, somewhere in Texas. Well, outside yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, like forty miles from uh, uh, Fort Fort Worth. Yeah, uh, we, you know, yeah. I'll tell you right now. You should, I, I want to shout out. I'll, I'll say something because Brad went, you went to high school with this guy. He knows him, no, and he loses his daughter, high. who takes her life yeah. from you're bullying. Not. And Brad got bullied, and, and but the great thing is that Brad didn't take it home. And now with the cell phones, we're going to open it. People, we're going to talk about this on every show. We can board a shit and lose ratings. I don't care. It's huge. I see it with kids, even that you know work. It's uh, that come in. Their parents talk about their kids getting bullied, and um, it's, it's something Grand foreign Berry. to me. Granberry, Texas. Granberry. Yeah. Look at that beautiful girl. I mean, it's, it's, I, I you'll see it more. Sweetest, oh. kindest, sweetest, kindest girl. Beautiful. Uh, just you know, the salt of the earth, like I, I, I say, you know, big heart wouldn't hurt a fly. And these assholes are telling her shit that no one should tell anybody. And she, it's horrible. Pain was too great. And I just hope, Molly, I hope you, you're at peace and resting, resting in heaven. God bless you. God. Yeah, and Brad, you've done great for your buddy there. I mean, he's got four months. But read, read that sign, Brad, because that's what it's all about. Leave it on that. Read what the sign says. Yes. Molly's challenge, everybody. Te spread 10 words of positivity a day. <clears throat> Stop bullying. So go up to 10 people and just say something nice to them. Your hair looks great. You have a nice smile. Oh, I like that dress. Uh, you know, just something positive, nothing negative. Go to 10 people in Molly's honor. It's Molly's challenge at gmail.com if you want to get involved. We love you, Molly. Love you too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit that. Now I'm gonna start, I'm gonna segue to sports. This is Jimmy Garoppolo of the Raiders. He's the probably the best looking quarterback, not named Eric Schneider in the National Football League. And that's the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis. If you had to caption that, you know what that was? I, he's saying to him right now, Brad, he's saying, you have a $500,000 line of credit at the Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Perump <laughs> gives you free lap dances. Can you get the boss in? You know, that's the guy <laughs> you want to hang out with, Brad. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, you know his nickname is? Jimmy G-Strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. By the way, Mark Davis was picked up at his favorite Italian restaurant, uh, right off the script by my buddy, the Boomer. We call him Teddy Vegas. And he brought him to, uh, oh, he brought him to the uh, Las Vegas Hilton, whatever that is called now. Westgate? Yeah. What do you think he tipped my friend, the Bloomer, Mark Davis? Um, well, I know the way he tips at a bar, at a restaurant called Los Seals at the Red Rock. Phenomenal. So I hope Nothing. he was good. Yeah, you know, because... Zero. Zero. Nah, it's too bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got we are we transparent, yay or nay on this show. We are zero. zero. How much is he worth? Mark well, Davis. I'll tell you what he does. Yeah. I mean, that, that's very disappointing because he, my wife loves the guy. First of all, look at the guy he looks like. You know, he looks like uh, I look at the haircut and stuff yeah, like what that. Is that? He's that wearing thing? the uh, the, uh, the the Kim Jong Il shirt that covers. Yeah, he looks like Jim like Carrey that. in Dumb and Dumber. That's what he yeah. looks like. Okay. But he's a he's a wonderful human being. He Is gives he? all this. Hang on, he gives a lot of money to the Clark County Food Bank, so oh. kids in grade school, every kid in grade school can get a free meal. They get a free breakfast and a free lunch, and that's huge. And he can afford to do that. So maybe he just missed it. I hear great things about Mark. No, Davis. I, the next time, Mark, can you can you tip Teddy Vegas for me? Give Speaking me about that, I want to do a segment on this show. I'm going to throw it to you because what? No, I'm a bartender for many years. Forget that. 
You, because of the strike, have to go back to what you did to make a living, and you're driving for Lyft. So I want to do a segment called Brad Grumberg's Lifting Me Up Stories. And tell tell the audience a couple of stories. Of, you've been driving this car now for, what, 10 days? Uh, yeah. Give me a couple. They have to have a couple of stories of someone that recognized you or you gave them, you talked them off a cliff or you said something funny because you're not the kind of guy that just sits in the car and go, where are we going? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to go all to right. Los Angeles. All right, this happened uh, two days ago. I picked this guy up and uh, great guy. And I start, we just start chopping it up about life and all this. He's from Mexico. He came here. He was just, he was a security detail for the president of Mexico way back in the day. Wow. And then he, yeah. So then he came to America. And he's got a great job. I can't tell you who he works for, but he has a great job. And um, and I start talking to him about how I love Asian massage parlors. And this, and I tell him that joke I just told. You know, I don't have any kids that I know about. And uh, some, you know, maybe one kid will tap me on the shoulder. Go, Daddy. He goes, that happened to me. Real <laughs> life. He goes, yeah. He goes. I got three beautiful daughters, and then all of a sudden I get a call one day from this kid in Mexico, and he said, Daddy, he was with a woman before his wife, and uh, she never told him she got pregnant, had the kid, and the kid's like now, like in, in his 20s, and he never knew he had a, he had a son. Isn't that crazy? But it, you know what's nice? People like to talk to me. I, I you know, I, I don't, sometimes I don't say anything. Um, I had uh, some great people in the car. Uh, this one girl, she was going to, uh, uh, remember the Salmon Sea Club at the beach? She was Yo, sure. The sure. Bay Club next door for a luau. Uh, this sweet girl, beautiful girl. She went to, you know, uh, she went to all the private schools uh, in L.A., and uh, she, she's getting married, and uh, she was just goofing it up with me. <laughs> a really funny girl, called herself Birdie. That's what she calls herself. I mean, I meet all sorts of characters, man. Uh, oh, somebody, one guy, retired. This is kind of cool. Retired, I took him to the comedy store for open mic night. He retired banker, and he always wanted to be a comedian. And he always, you know, made people laugh at the bank. He always he wanted to be he wanted to be a writer, but he started doing stand up. And I get, I told him comedians are horrible people, they're bitter and angry. They're not like they are on stage. And I gave him all this insight, dropped him off at the comedy store, and it was really cool. I just it's fun because I average like ten rides a day, and it's it's always an adventure. It's always an adventure. Yeah, I hope I pick you up one day, throw your ass right out of the car. You know, I I had a thought because you have a wonderful thing called Wingman and you did the Johnny Cocktails where we met 30 years ago. And what about a Lyft driver, just on top of my head, a Lyft driver that doesn't care about the tips, but you make the people that you carry in your car get something to eat with you. <laughs> Let's say someone wants to go to the Beverly Center, but you want to stop at the Falafel King and you make them go with you. And you find, and the look on their faces. Before, yeah. It's Some sort of like a punk too. type thing. You go, I, I know you have seven minutes to get to the Beverly Hilton Hotel, but see that Dunkin' Donuts over there is two for one. Can you buy me some donuts? Because I, I, I'm not taking it to the that's a funny segment. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be you know, great. I, I would love I would love to be in your car because you know you look, you don't know who your Lyft driver is, you don't know who your Uber driver is. True. And oh no, you no, get no, a chance to talk different no, 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 conversations with people. Stop, stop talking. Uber is the Nazis. I don't want to talk about Uber is the worst <laughs> company I've ever worked for. I will never work for them again. It's all about Lyft. Great. Um, they want to sponsor the show, shithead. And <laughs> I don't want Uber sponsoring our show. I rather. No, he loves Bur you. He loves Burger you. Yeah, he King, wants the guilt. Burger King. Um, you know, uh, in and out Burger, you know, these places. But uh, yeah. no, I will tell you one story real quick. So this kid gets in my car. This is during my first tour when I was driving. And he, I go, first tour. I go, where are you going? He goes, oh, you're just taking me home. I, I picked him up at like a mama, papa, 7 Eleven, you know? And he goes, he just starts talking to me. He goes, I go, oh, you, you, you don't drive? He goes, no, I got a couple DUIs. He goes, I'm, a, I'm an actor. My parents are Russian and they never wanted me to be an actor. I go, oh, okay. But, you know, I'm an actor. You should do it. He goes, 
Well, I got to tell you, son, the reason you're picking me up is because I just got a third DUI. I go, what? Oh, man, why? He goes, I got so depressed that I got drunk. I got in my car, and I was driving downtown to jump off a building and kill myself. But I was pulled over by LAPD, and he saved my life. Now, what are the chances? You're from L.A. You're from L.A., Fish. What are the chances of a drunk driver being pulled over. There's so many people that drink and drive, but he was the one that pulled over. And, the, and I told him, you belong here, man. This happened for a reason. You're gonna touch lives, no more drinking. You can be an actor. You can make all your dreams come true because if that cop doesn't pull you over, and I love, I love cops, man. I don't care what people say. They protect us. He's a dead man. He's a dead man, so. That was, have tried it, yeah. that was a short ride, and I shut off the meter. I shut off the meter because I wanted just to talk to him and try to help him, and I think I did. I hope I did. I never saw him again. But Do you ever make it as an actor? Do you, did you ever like, yeah, you I know? Have no idea. I gave him my card, but he never called me. I said, man, is there anything I can do for you? You know how we do it, Fish. You know how we do it. I know. We do. We're, both, we're both philanthropists right now. So yeah, we got yeah. four minutes to talk. I'm excited. We're creeping. Yeah. College football starts this Saturday. We yeah. are on a Monday, so yeah. I'm excited about that. And we talked about in the last show. It's very melancholy for me because it's the last year of 102 seasons of Pac-12 football. Pac-8, when you and I grew up, oh, Pac-10, yeah. Pac-12. NFL starts in 17 days. Can you believe? I, I, I have to say, Steve Kerr is killing it coaching the World Cup of, of men's he? basketball. Oh. That game with Germany the other night when Anthony yes. Edwards had 34 points. You know, Kerr is. I gotta, you gotta look. I don't, I don't have a big bucket list. And you don't know a lot of people that I that I really want to meet, but I want to meet Steve Kerr. Got it. Got to set it you up. Might be able to make. I, that I look. I set you up with hookers, strippers, and dancers. You better hook me up with Steve Kerr. You <laughs> love hookers. What strippers? What dancers? I'm still trying to find them. Wow, they because they don't want they don't want to be associated with you. So I have to keep my mouth shut. You know, <laughs> you try. You tried. Yeah, um, I'm working on something big. Okay, so here's the story. If I get to do it, you got to take either one or two days off and be my wingman. Okay, this is okay. This is what I want to do. You want to know? We're going to end the show with this. Okay, it's on my bucket list. I am the biggest Golden State Warrior fan. I used to be a Laker fan, but now I'm a Golden State Warrior fan because you know Steve Kerr, right? I want to do a Chris Farley motivational speech for the team. Okay. Oh, it's great. Go in, into the locker room and tell a story about me and Steve Kerr in college about never giving up. Okay. And it was about a final we, we took together. You know, the class that everybody takes in college, like when you were at UT, the sorority girls are in there, the fraternity guys, the athletes, the dummies. I mean, and the teacher's like 110 and she's sleeping during the whole uh, final. Yeah. It's called underwater basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called drama 140. Okay. Drama 140, right? <laughs> okay. No, that was the name. Yeah. So it's a great story. And uh, basically, I walk in with Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr tells me, he goes, Grunny, Grunny, I'm not going to, I'm not passing this class, man. And, and Lute Olson's going to suspend me, man. I go, Steve, I got you. He goes, What do you mean? I go, Just sit there. Just sit there with Michael Tate, and I'll take care of you. And here's the thing when you're, when you're in a final or any test, it's a pyramid. The smartest guy is here, but girl, right. and you're like this, right? It's like, <laughs> so, okay. Ten minutes left in the class. I turned back and looked at Steve Kerr. Flop sweat all over him, right? He's going, come on, man. What are you doing? Come on. I go, calm down. So I get up. I start walking up the ramp. And in Tucson, Arizona, I used to go to all these um, establishments and get their business cards. Because that's where I put all the answers on the back of a business card. So if a proctor found it or the teacher, uh, let's go over to Swan Cleaners and find out who this guy is. They walk in. Who the fuck are you? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I walk up. I do a Chris Farley fall right on my face. Boom. All the proctors look. I take my hand. I slip the answers right under his chair. I get up. I dust myself off. I go, Wow. That's really a bad, bad step there. Everybody be careful of that step. 
I look at Steve. I go, have a nice day. See nice. You. Do it. I'm in. I'm in with you. If you pull that out, I'm in. Get, us, get us out Steve, of here. You let me in. And then I'm going to have my, my garb on, and then I'm going to do the old uh, uh, John Belushi. Who's with me? Let's go! You know, and Stephen Curry and KT are going to look at me like, I like this fucking guy. I like this guy. Maybe I can get him on wingman. You never know. But never know. It's a bucket list moment. i like you to be there with me. Maybe we'll go up to uh, Chase Center, up to San Francisco, have, have a little spoon like Candy and uh, Steve Martin. Get one, we'll get one hotel room. Not a pillow. That's <laughs> it. 24 in the books. Fatfish. I'm Brad Johnny Cocktails. Runny Grundle, AK Snacks, Hatch, Eric, Chris Snyder. We'll see you next time for number 25 on Fatfish. Thanks a lot, Dragon Movie Guy. Love you. We love you.